Welcome to the WTJX Newsfeed. In today's top stories, the Virgin Islands Department of Tourism lays off its greeter staff at the start of the holiday season. Protesters gather outside of the legislature on St. Thomas, calling for the resignation of Governor Albert Bryan Jr. and several sitting senators. Senior Medicare Patrol Project Director shares the common Medicare fraud schemes affecting Virgin Islanders. These stories and more on today's WTJX Newsfeed. From the Virgin Islands Public Broadcasting System Studios on St. Thomas, this is the WTJX Newsfeed with Marcelina Ventura Douglas. Welcome to the WTJX Newsfeed, bringing you the latest news and updates throughout our community. The Virgin Islands Department of Tourism recently sent a letter to greeter staff informing them of a temporary work stoppage effective December 4th. Also at risk are entertainers such as dancers and DJs who regularly perform for guests at ports and during off-island events. The letter stated that the department had to implement difficult policies as they transfer into fiscal year 2024. We contacted the Department of Tourism, who would not comment on the matter, and we spoke with Office of Management and Budget Director Jennifer O'Neill, who confirmed there was a delay with the Department of Tourism's budget coming online. There was a delay, and, and again, it's it's a delay between all three uh, agencies. Um, Department of Tourism has to, like every other department, submit their request. And when that request comes through, the codes have to be created, and those codes are created at the Department of Finance level, and then the budgets are placed online at the, at the OMB level. So it takes all three departments working collectively together to make it happen. And when there are uh, things not being um, received on time, then there will be delays in addition to the system uh, having to close for a certain period of time at the end of every fiscal year. Director O'Neill referenced information she had seen stating that budgets are available the 1st of October and stated that's simply not true. No budget is ever available the 1st of October because the system is being closed out for the prior fiscal year. The year ends September 30th, so it would be impossible to close 2023, in this case, out and have the system reopened with a new budget for fiscal year 2024 by October 1st. That's that's not going to happen. It doesn't happen anywhere. So the system reopened on November 18th, and uh, it was closed for about two or three weeks before that. In October, persons were able to enter payments, and those payments were honored, but the new budget actually was placed online beginning that week of November 18th. And that's across the board for every department. Director O'Neill shared the Department of Tourism's budget is currently available. As of right now, the department is in receipt of their fiscal year 2024 budget. They have three months of the budget that is now available to them online in the ERP. So they are able to proceed with spending and three months which would be October, November, and December, have been made available to the department. She explained that in attempts to maintain the government's finances, no department receives their full budget at once. 
No department receives their full budget. We are releasing allotments on a monthly basis, and this has been a directive. Of course, we have discussions ongoing with the governor, and we are releasing allotments on a monthly basis based on the appropriations of the budgets for each department. Uh, it is one way that we are managing our cash and managing our expenditures. We have recognized that our expenses have increased significantly over the years. And in order to ensure that everything that we have gets paid, we are doing uh, releases on a monthly basis. Now, now that the departments have their budgets, and there are no departments, to my knowledge, that still are uh, awaiting budgets in the ERP. Now that they have those budgets online, they are able to spend, but they are capped. We are in December, so they are capped for a maximum of three months. Every month thereafter, they will receive a letter releasing one month's worth of their budget until we get to the end of September next year. So that's that's the process, and that's the process for every single department in government. Last Tuesday, protesters gathered outside of the legislature on St. Thomas, calling for the resignation of Governor Albert Bryan Jr. and several sitting senators. Organizers explained that unfulfilled campaign promises, and as they say, backroom dealings and general corruptions, have them at odds with the government. The recent lawsuit alleging the Virgin Islands officials aided in Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking scheme prompted the group to come together. They say demonstrations will continue until they receive the named officials' resignations. Protesting again today, Lorelai Monsanto say officials need to take responsibility. All the legislators, senators who were involved in the, in the Epstein debacle and accepted his monies, I think they need to gracefully step down. I think that they need to, to own their responsibility for being part of the problem and try to clean up the Virgin Islands for a better Virgin Islands. We have to leave something for the youth to establish themselves and we need to make sure that everyone has clean hands. I think the governor needs to understand that we are very serious with this endeavor. This is not a game. Don't tell us because you have your last four years that you can do whatever you want. No, you can't, sir. We will not allow you to do that. Your behavior is unacceptable. Ms. Monsanto says that resignations would help to clean up the government. We clean up a government that is not right, that we form and forge new alliances with people who are here to make our lives better, to create a better, cleaner, beautiful Virgin Islands for all of us can live and stop having this youth deprivation of our youth leaving the islands for a better place in the United States, but staying in the United States Virgin Islands instead. The Buccaneer Beach and Golf Resort on St. Croix announced its nomination in the USA Today 10 Best Readers' Choice Awards for the Best Caribbean Resort. We spoke with Elizabeth Armstrong, owner of the Buccaneer Beach and Golf Resort, who said this recognition underscores the Buccaneer's commitment to delivering an unparalleled experience for its guests. So we're very honored with the nomination. This USA Today Readers' Choice Award is a reflection of all the hard work of the, the Buccaneer team. And uh, it's also a reflection of our wonderful uh, clientele, uh, people who know and love the Buccaneer and come and stay with us and come and enjoy the, you know, the facilities. Our guests are very important to us. 
We have visitors from around the world and from around the island of St. Croix, too. And we do everything that we can to bring our Buccaneer mission to life. Uh, Our mission is for every guest to become a returning guest and part of our Buccaneer family. We pledge to provide world-class service and to share our heritage, warmth, and friendliness, ensuring that every visitor becomes an ambassador for St. Croix. Also, the Department of Tourism shared that Honeymoon Beach on St. John has also been nominated as one of the best Caribbean beaches by USA Today. The voting is open until January 1st, 2024. You're listening to the WTJX Newsfeed. Senior Medicare Patrol Project Director Jennifer Logie recently shared the common Medicare fraud schemes affecting Virgin Islanders. The common scams we have in the Virgin Islands, we have Medicare card scam. So they're calling seniors and saying, well, Medicare has a new card. There's a chip in it. It's not like the the paper card, you know, you tap it and so forth. So a lot of seniors are getting excited about this new card. And uh, we tell them all the time, there is no new card. Years ago, the Medicare card came with recipient's social security number. And from that, there was a high number of fraud cases associated with those cards. In doing away with it, Medicare beneficiaries are now designated a unique number. She stated that another common scheme facing beneficiaries is spoofing. Most of our seniors have smartphones, so they're now altering, the scammers are altering your number. So let's say you go to Universal Healthcare and you look at your smartphone and you're seeing Universal Healthcare, so you're like, oh, the doctor is calling. Well, the doctor is not calling you. So, you know, we try to tell seniors when they start engaging in conversation and want your personal information, stop. Because if they're calling from Medicare or they're calling from the doctor's office, they already have your medical records. Ms. Logie stated that the third scam that's big on the mainland is medical identity theft. They are calling, offering our seniors free services, as you mentioned before, free energy drinks, nutritional drinks, and so forth. And what they're doing is they're collecting your Medicare number. So I often tell seniors, if somebody steals your credit card, they have about three days before you or the bank realize that there is fraud. But if somebody steals your Medicare number, They can sell it over and over and over again. And what they're doing, they're selling your number to a company that is signing you up on hospice. So now you have to either pay for the services yourself or you can fight to prove it's not you. Anytime there is fraud, error, and abuse, there are always consequences for our beneficiaries. So you have to stay vigilant. Filmmaker and actor Tim Reed is launching Legacy TV Network, that will be exclusive to the Caribbean and focus on culturally important stories. According to a statement from the University of the Virgin Islands, the launch of the network follows nearly a year of partnership between Reed and UVI's Research and Technology Parks Entrepreneur-in-Residence program. RT Parks CEO Peter Chapman says the partnership with Mr. Reed serves as a dynamic step toward greater alignment between the Virgin Islands and the broader film industry. So Tim Reed's business is registered in the territory now. So it's a Virgin Islands company, you know, through, you know, the efforts of the RT Park. Um, He inked a uh, JV, that's what we call joint venture, uh, with Liberty, so that now his content is available on their platform throughout the Caribbean. Not in the Virgin Islands yet, but in many other parts of the Caribbean. So 
uh, so we've already been able to, to see the benefits of having Tim Reed operate in the territory and bringing a powerful uh, media company uh, to the uh, to the RT parks. And Legacy TV specializes in uh, content, creative content, film content drawn from the African diaspora. The Christian said cultural group will be hosting its annual Christmas tree lighting in Limprick Park on St. Croix. The group chair, Vivian Eberson Flood, says the event is an exciting yearly tradition. This Friday, December 8th, is going to be our fifth annual Limprick Park tree lighting um, in the Limprick Park in downtown Christian said St. Croix, U.S. Virgin Islands. This concept started five years ago when we decided the same group that did the St. Lantern Parade. Um, the Christian Cultural Group decided, you know what, let's try and light Limpert Park. And we started out then lighting the park. Um, this year, um, we have we have 13 trees in the park. However, this year we had such a community outpouring of wanting to participate and be in support that we have um, 23 persons decorating the park this year. So these are all individuals or community groups, and they've taken even down to the shrubs, the hedges, the tall trees, the small trees. Um, so it'll be a grand affair. She shared they're starting a new tradition this year. Historically, we've cut down an inkberry tree, um, which was the traditional Christmas tree. And this year we decided instead of cutting a tree, um, Gentleman of Jones has partnered with us every year. They trek and they look for the tree. This year we've actually planted an inkberry tree in the park. We have a way of preserving and, and showcasing our culture. The program starts at 7.30 and goes until 9 p.m. And then there'll be an hour of dancing in the street um, until 10.30. And this is all in front of the park. Um, usually about 8.30 is when we flip on the lights. We do the community countdown and we flip on all the lights in the park. So we too are excited because we don't know what the park looks like um, until we turn on all of the lights and we see everything lit together. So we're really excited. We want to invite the community to come out, participate, bring your family, um, come downtown Christiansted and just experience this whole community event. The park then, once it's lit um, from Friday night, the park will stay lit from the 8th of December until the 8th of January 2024. And it'll be open from 6 p.m. in the evening until midnight. So the park will be accessible to the public for them to come in, take a view, take a look. You're listening to the WTJX Newsfeed. Medicare beneficiaries and persons newly eligible for Medicare, the open enrollment period for Medicare Part D ends on December 7th. Medicare beneficiaries are also able to join or drop their prescription drug plans by the scheduled December deadline. The Virgin Islands State Health Insurance Assistant Program is available to assist beneficiaries. Contact the St. Thomas St. John District Office at 340-774-2991, extension 4507, or in the St. Croix District at 340-773-6449, extension 3151, to schedule a telephone appointment. Beneficiaries can also visit medicare.gov for more information. The annual St. Croix Christmas Boat Parade will be held this weekend. President of the St. Croix Boat Parade Group, Patricia Rhodes, says this year will be better than before. It's going to be spectacular this year. I mean, I'm going to knock this out of the park, you guys. We are going to throw the best boat parade you have ever, ever, ever seen. There's more than 20 boats signed up right now. And we last year we shot off four barges of fireworks. This year we're shooting off eight barges of fireworks. 
She shared that Santa Claus will lead the parade before boats move through Christiansted Harbor to be judged. Santa Claus will come into town at around 5 o'clock, and he, he is joined by about four elves, and they'll have all kinds of candy for the kids, and they'll just be walking through the boardwalk. And then after that, when it starts getting closer to twilight, then we'll have the stand-up paddle boards go through, and they're lit up. And then uh, when the boat parade is going on, then they'll just go to the beach at, at Hotel on the Key because they'll get in the way otherwise. And then, and then after the stand-up paddle boards, it's kayaks that are lit up. And at 6.30, the parade starts right on time at 6.30. The first entry that goes through is going to be so cute. And then after that, 20 boats, and it'll be so much fun. And after the boats go around Hotel on the Key twice, the second time they go through, that's when everybody does the 360s in front of the judges and all of that. This is all going to be choreographed by Pyrotechnico. For those who are interested in participating, Ms. Rhodes said there's still time to sign up. Call Joelle Uretta to sign up your boat. The boat sign up is free. Um, the phone number is 340-643-4665. To be a vendor, you call Nancy Torres. And her phone number is 340-513-9219. In anticipation for the upcoming Christmas boat parade, residents should be aware of parking restrictions and roadblocks in the downtown Christiansted area. There will be no parking on Queen Cross Street from Rhythms to Caravel Casino from 6 a.m. to midnight to allow for vendor setup. There is also no parking on King Street from 11 a.m. to midnight from the Florence Williams Library to Government House to include Strand Lane, the road by Purple Papaya to King Street. Roads will be blocked off from the corner of King Street and King Cross Street by the library from 11 a.m. to midnight. Only vendors and officials working the boat parade committee will be allowed to enter. As we continue in the news feed, we turn now to our regional report. The U.S. Department of Justice shared that federal prosecutors have charged Victor Manuel Roca, a former U.S. ambassador, with committing multiple federal crimes by secretly acting for decades as a spy for Cuba. Attorney General Merrick Garland said Roca's actions exposes one of the highest-reaching and longest-lasting infiltrations of the United States government by a foreign agent. According to the complaint, Roca, who once served on the National Security Council, began no later than approximately 1981 and continued until present, secretly supporting the Republic of Cuba and its clandestine intelligence-gathering mission against the United States. Roca is a naturalized U.S. citizen originally from Colombia. From 2006 to around 2012, Roca served as an advisor to the commander of the U.S. Southern Command, a joint command of the United States military whose area of responsibility includes Cuba. The complaint further alleges that in a series of meetings from 2022 to 2023, Roca met with an undercover agent from the FBI posing as a covert Cuban intelligence representative. Roca made repeated statements admitting and celebrating his decades of work for Cuba, spanning 40 years. In our final update on the news feed, meteorologist Eric Weglars has the territory's weather forecast. 
Here's the latest look at the short-term forecast for the Virgin Islands. I'm meteorologist Eric Weglars. Bright sunshine continues area-wide. Temperatures will hold in the middle 80s at St. Croix. Winds remain from the east at 15 to 20, gusts as high as 25. At St. Thomas and St. John, highs will also reach the middle 80s. Winds similar as well in the mid-teens to near 20 with gusts as high as 25. Clear tonight area-wide, lows fall back into the upper 70s. At St. Croix, winds remain from the east at 15 to 20 miles per hour. At St. Thomas and St. John, we'll find a bit warmer of an evening. Lows back into the upper 70s, winds from the east at 15 to 20. Wednesday features more sunshine area-wide. We'll find clouds increasing through the afternoon at St. Croix, chance for a shower or two. Highs will reach the middle 80s. Winds remain from the east at 15 to 20 miles per hour. At St. Thomas and St. John, more sun, a few less clouds through the afternoon. Can't rule out a scattered shower as well. Highs also a bit warmer in the upper 80s to near 90. Winds from the east at 15 to 20 with gusts between 20 and 25 miles per hour. That's the latest look at your short-term forecast. I'm meteorologist Eric Weglars. We are at the end of today's WTJX Newsfeed. I'm Marcelina Ventura Douglas. Join me every weekday at 5 p.m. If you haven't already, be sure to download the WTJX app. And if you miss a part of our news, you can listen to it on demand wherever you get your podcasts.